This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Those that are watching on social media, television, welcome. My special guest in the studio today is Mary Solomon, Regional Director for the National Day of Prayer. Welcome, Mary. Hi. You carry a couple other hats, too. Yeah. So why don't you explain them? Well, I write, I'm an author, and I speak, and I'm active, you know, volunteer in my community. One of the things that I'm doing right now is trying to reach out to the Christian community in our state and in our nation about the importance of the church participating in government. And so I wrote a book called that, you know, how the church can participate in government. And in that, we go over several topics and we try to, at any level, at any level in the church and in the community, we just believe that Christians, we believe citizens should participate and engage in their culture and in their government. And so that's right now what I'm doing. Okay, very good. The government and its people. I have the book right in front of me, How the Church Can Participate in Government. Very important, Mary. Yeah. We have just about lost the republic because the church has not been engaging in government. Right. In fact, there's been some very bad theology out there that is even taught that the church isn't supposed to be involved in politics. Right. Which is totally unscriptural. This nation was built on the church leading politics. Yeah. As you well know, 11 out of 13 original colonies, if you wanted to be a politician, you had to say Jesus Christ was your Lord, your Savior, and your God. So the church was heavily involved in the formation of this nation, which became the greatest nation in the history of mankind. Yes. And so when we take God out of the nation, in every nation, it falls. Yep. And we are crumbling right now because the church has left its God-given responsibility to be salt and light. Yes. To be ambassadors, to represent Christ, to bring not only salvation, but justice to this world and to America. Yep. Mary, now I know I have you as a guest, so I'll go ahead and, and elaborate a little bit on what I just said. So in the United States, when we're talking about government, yes. well, one thing we have to get back to Romans chapter 13. Correct. So when you talk about government and authority, the Bible says in Romans 13, all authority comes from God. Yes. And that there is no authority, no established authority in the world, in the earth, that doesn't come from him. Yes. And so right there, we have to understand where does our authority come from and where does our governing authority come from? They come from God. 
the Bible says in Romans chapter 13 that civil servants three times are servants of God. And so there's two types of things that are going on right now with the church with false doctrine. One is they're trying to say that, well, civil servants are servants of God ordained by God. So that means that all the people that are in governmental seats right now are actually servants of God. We know that is not true. We know that's absolutely not true. That's right. If you're a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Romans chapter 13, you are a Christian. You believe in the Bible. You believe in the precepts of the Bible. So back in Rome, when Paul wrote that, these Roman centurions and these Roman you know, government and even the governing authorities in Judea, they were not servants of God. They crucified Jesus, but they were government rulers. The positions of authority— It's the positions in every nation. When authority comes down from the Lord, these authorities, these places of authority are given by God to release a civil and sane and peaceful society. So it's how we fill these positions. It's how the positions are filled and by the people whom they are filled, whether the rulers are going to be good or the rulers are going to be evil, because Peter and Paul both say that rulers are put in position of authority, civil rulers, to do good, to punish the evildoers and to reward the just. Yes. So they are called to do good. And so what happens when the rulers become evil? That was not ordained by God. The authority is ordained by God. The example I use that I've used before, and you've already heard it, is on parental authority. So we know that all authority is established by God, even parental authority. So that means that God gives us our children as gifts from Him, but it's with a requirement. Train up your child in the way they should go. Teach your child my precepts. He is giving gifts to parents, and that authority, that parental authority, is the kids are never taken away. But is every parent a Christian? Does every parent feel parental authority with the Lord and His wisdom and the precepts of the Word? No. But that parental authority is established. So it's how we feel authority. And so that's one thing that the church is very confused about when they try to say we need to submit to civil authority wicked, evil rulers that are trying to get us to stop praying, stop worshiping, put stuff in our bodies that God never intended. There's churches that will say, no, we need to obey them because God says to submit to all authority. That is not what the Lord is expecting from His church. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is about when you said that the church shouldn't be involved in the government. We shouldn't get involved in politics. That's what some people are saying. And I agree that the church shouldn't be involved in politics. Politics is ugly and it's dirty and it's full of greed and hate and it's vile. But the church should be in government. And the church should be advancing in government at every level. They need to be the light and the salt in government. They need to be the light and the salt in their neighborhoods. They need to be the light and salt in the city governments, in the schools. They need to be light and salt. Jesus says to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, government is part of that world. So yeah, the church shouldn't be getting themselves tangled up in the things that evil men and women do when they want to take government and then make it political for their own powerful gains. But the church has a responsibility to steward the nation that God has placed them in. This is the thing when you're talking about how the church is not doing what they're supposed to do. I'm going to go farther and say they're abdicating their role. They're abdicating it. Because if the church would get involved in government, then the ones that are in darkness, the unsaved, the, you know what I mean, the depraved, the ones that are full of greed and perversion and 
are controlling and want to take over our cities and our communities and want to brainwash our children against the word of God. They're filling these positions of authority. Why are they filling them? Because they're getting voted in. And why are they getting voted in? Because the Christian community is not voting. In um, 2020, they crunched the numbers for our state of Washington and for the United States. In the United States, 45 million Christians that said they were Christians did not vote in 2020. When they crunched it down to our state of Washington, almost a million Christians in our state did not vote. If there's election integrity and there was cheating in our, even our state, because Inslee in our state won by about 500,000 votes, if the Christian community, at least six, 700,000 of them would have came out, we wouldn't have the governor we had today. We wouldn't have the sex educational program that he signed into law that's teaching children the most grossest acts at kindergarten, first and second grade, making kids in sixth grade um, determine if they want to be a boy or a girl and what pronoun. We wouldn't have any of that. If the Christians community would have came out and voted, and this is the thing, and I'm going to end with this on this part of it about if the church should be involved in government in every nation is different with different types of ruling governments. And, but in the United States of America, God established through his people a way where the authority, all authority is established, right? Well, in our nation, the authority that's established in our nation is the citizen, The way these people, governors, senators, legislators, mayors, school board officials get into their seats of authority is through the citizen, the voter. They're the ones with the authority. They're the ones that have the ruling, the rulers. They really are. And these people in the United States that are in these positions are servants to the citizen. So that's why I say the church is abdicating their role to even vote. And so who is going to um, stand before God because we are to steward. He, he gives us things to steward, steward our family, steward our house, steward our finances, steward our marriage, steward our children, steward our careers, right? Our jobs, our ministries. But we're not supposed to steward our community, our cities, our states. So yeah, um, there's a lot of teaching that we need to do to help get the church back on track. I have with me again, Mary Solomon. Wrote a book, The Government and Its People, How the Church Can Participate in Government. You know, I agree with everything Mary has said. I have written articles. I write them twice a month. If you want to receive them free of charge, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and request to be on my mailing list. You'll get free pastoral articles every single month. Absolutely free. And I've written on the church's responsibility to a hostile government. I also wrote on kings, presidents, and dictators. I mean, with that bad theology that God puts people into office, which he does not, we put them in. Exactly. Not God. Yes. We put them in. Yes. Just like, uh, uh, you know, if you remember, the prophet was... And the judge was complaining to God, and and God said, hey, I did not uh, uh, reject you. Uh, The people wanted a king. Yeah. Saul. Yes. And uh, people put people into government, into office. We have a responsibility to put them in, but the church is failing in that area of responsibility. They used to understand it in America. Yes. But a Christian's responsibility to a hostile government. Let's get back into what Mary said on uh, 
Romans 13. All authority is under a higher authority. Yes, it's established by and God. And that's why I wrote a Christian's responsibility to a hostile government when it violates God's laws. Yes. We are responsible to disobey them. Yes. To disobey them, not to go along with them. When a government gives policy against the laws of God, we don't have to comply with that. Like saying that close down the churches. No, 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 no. There's no authority to close down the churches. Well, that's especially in the United States. Yeah. I mean, in the United States, we it's in our constitution. Yeah. And the constitution gives us the right uh, to uh, freely worship our God and to express freedom of religion. Totally. But like, let's go into the China. China does not have that that um, freedom. But what's happening, the underground church in China is flourishing because they're not, they even know they are not to obey their government. But here we yeah. have in our nation. And that's what we're talking about yeah, in America. Right. The Constitution is the highest law of our nation. And we have the express right and liberty. And any governor, any any politician, any mayor, anybody in authority, even the president himself, cannot tell the church to shut their doors, to not preach the gospel, to not worship, and to not pray. And the problem is there's a lot of Christians that don't know their constitutional rights. They don't they don't read, they don't understand. We got a whole generation of people that don't even know who um, the president or the vice president of the United States is if you asked him on the street. So there, there is a lot, a lack, you know, the Bible says that we lack, we perish for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Well, it's not just the lack of biblical knowledge. It's the lack of knowledge, period. And this nation is actually perishing because Christians don't even know what their rights are as a Christian in this nation. And you're absolutely right. They should have never shut their doors. They, they, they should have never bowed to these dictator uh, mandates. And that's why I went ahead and, and told them on television and radio, do not close down your, your doors of your churches. Keep them open. Uh, the government has no authority to tell you to close the church. It was totally unconstitutional. We're supposed to go by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Uh, this was totally unconstitutional. This is what caused the American Revolution breaking away from Britain as we don't serve a, a king other than Jesus Christ. And, and so... We have God-given rights in the Constitution. This is supposed to be a republic under God. And the church has to stand up and back the laws of God. Uh, All over the world, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, Germany used to be Christian until uh, different people that were leading in governments pulled them away from God. And uh, Hitler would have never had power the way he did if the church would have resisted him. It took him years yeah. to gain that type of power. Yeah. And the church did nothing. Yeah. Now, understand this. Well, no, they didn't do actually nothing. Half of the church, the Protestant church, became Nazi church. So they, they, they became under Hitler and they became the German Nazi church. So then they the did church worse than actually, nothing. yeah, <laughs> and they is, became divided. So then there was the Nazi church. That joined up with Hitler, and then the other church that had to go underground, the real church, they were called the Confessing Church, but then they had to go underground, and Bonhoeffer was one of the leaders of that Confessing Church. So they still served God, but they went underground. But yeah, and then the church that became the Nazi church, Protestant, German Protestants, half of them. 
started to persecute the Christians that wouldn't join Hitler's churches. And this is what I'm talking about. I wrote an article years ago, Germany all over again, because we're seeing it happen in America right now. Again, if when I say the church did nothing, uh, half of the churches right now are under the Federal Council of Churches, and uh, that in America is a National Council of Churches. Uh, the Geneva-based World Council of Churches, that is a Marxist-Communist covering. And that's why they'll back sin, abortion, homosexuality. Uh, that's why they're backing these unconstitutional policies from Biden. And this is what happened in Germany. So when the church, when I say they did nothing, they were not acting within their God-given responsibility and rights to resist evil. Yes. They cooperated with evil. Yes, they did. They engaged evil. Yes. And people like Bonhoeffer, who resisted, there weren't enough of them, and they lost their country. And Germany went down in ashes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was arrested, became a martyr. And his brother, his his brother and his brother-in-law, actually. It was, yeah, And so, you know, that article I wrote on kings, presidents, and dictators, going, going back into what Mary said, is that uh, we can't say because uh, Hitler, Mussolini, uh, you go over the past, uh, Caesar, Barack Hussein Obama, Joe Biden, you can't say God put them in office. Totally contrary to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Yet God, Jesus Christ is in heaven. He's not coming back to remove evil governments to the battle of Armageddon. He gave you and I that responsibility mm-hmm. to resist evil, to put in righteous leaders. If we fail, if the church fails, there's no hope for the Republic of America. There's no hope for any nation if we're not salt and light. Mary? Yeah. No, well, I mean, when you think about the United States and the power of the citizen, um, God, you know, a lot of people believe that God established this nation to be a, a, a sheep nation, Amen. to be a light to the whole world. And so when you think about the authority and the power and the grace that he gives to every human being in this nation, we are a free nation. We are a blessed nation. But we but but the thing is, too much is given. Much, much is required. And so he gave us in this nation everything for godliness and goodness but it was to be that i really believe the mandate to the whole world i do too. and i just feel like if we the church doesn't rise up and stand for its religious liberties and start knocking out these um principalities and powers i'm not talking of course in the spiritual realm but in the natural realm these crazies they're principalities and powers in human beings Yes. You, you know, that are in these offices totally. that are trying to destroy our nation. Totally. And if we, all we need to do, it's actually so profound, so deep, but so simple. Vote. Vote, people. All we have to do is vote. Parents, all you have to do is show up 100 parents at one school board meeting. One school board meeting. And like in a city where I live, Everett's 100,000. Even... Uh, even 10, 20, 30 parents show up once a month to one school board meeting. Just show your face. But voting, to think how profound, but how much authority and power the vote is. And to see Christians saying it doesn't count, we shouldn't vote, our citizenship is in heaven. This is, again, another bogus doctrine. Yeah, it, it's a false doc- gospel. Uh, the The clear mandate in the... In the scriptures is to go and make disciples of all nations, to occupy, to rule, to reign, 
to exercise dominion. This is all through the Bible, all through the New Testament. If we don't rule, they do. If yes. they rule, we are persecuted. Yes. That's so elementary. Yes. If the righteous rule the nations, America is blessed. Yes. If evil men rule, the righteous are persecuted. Yes. And the nation is under tyranny. Yes, and cursed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. so this, it's so simple. Either we rule or they rule. Remember what Jesus said. He said, go tarry until you're endued with my power and authority so you can continue to continue where I left off and do miracles. Raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons, put in righteous leaders. We are supposed to continue what Jesus did. Yes. But Jesus isn't coming out of heaven, Mary, to do your job or my job. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how much you pray. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. We are yeah. his disciples. Yeah. We are his bride. Yeah. Mary, closing comments? Um, gosh, I, there's just so much I could say, but... Um, well, I'm going to have you back on. Oh, <laughs> praise God. Because there's a lot I have to say on this subject. But I just think the most important thing is on the thing of citizenship. Yes. Um, when Paul said... Our citizenship is in heaven. And yet, um, we will talk about this next time, about him as a Roman citizen. He used his Roman citizenship in very powerful ways. Totally. And so he never denied his Roman citizenship, where when I get Christians will say, oh, sister, but my citizenship is in heaven. What they're really telling me is that my United States citizenship is nothing because I'm a citizen in heaven. That is not what the Apostle Paul was saying. He used analogies all the time, and he was using citizenship as a very powerful analogy and tool to get Christians to understand the importance and the weight of what a citizen is in the earth, but also you have to, and, and, and everyone think about it till next time, the weight of what it means to be a citizen in the kingdom of God, the weight that what it means to, what it'll be to be a citizen in heaven. What is citizenship? And why did the apostle Paul say that we're citizens? Why is that even important? Which tells me that God is much more governmental than the church can even fathom. Well, why are you and I talking this way? Because we are a citizen of heaven and on earth. Yes. Why did I write the article, A Christian's Responsibility to a Hostile Government? Because I'm a citizen of the United States of America and under the Constitution, under the Republic, under the Bill of Rights, I have this yes. responsibility and this freedom and I don't have to cooperate with evil. Yes. Bottom line, you've been listening to the warning radio program, Mary Sullivan, the government and its people, how the church can participate in government. I'm going to have her back. Now listen to the science of judgment. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of The Science of Judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as 
The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, Man can turn into an intelligent beast to do evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders Qualifications for Godly Leadership Romans 13, Delegated Authority Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus If laws violate conscience, we must disobey Finally, Part 5, So What Must We Do? These chapters are listed as We are in a cultural war Our responsibility to a hostile government The Christian's Science of Judgment with turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and Shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Five two four eight. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. 
Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.